0: action park media hey
1: guys welcome back to entertain her i was demanded by sarah to make sure i let everyone know at the beginning of the episode to subscribe
2: and review if you can my name's aaron coscarelli sarah
3: sanderson <laughs> Erica
2: Sedeño. Hey
3: guys, I'm Zulai and now I'm looking at Sarah and she means it. Subscribe.
4: Dude. Honestly. Um, um was that me or was that Erica who said we should be doing that?
2: I mean, I was advised, highly advised, you know, so I'm just sharing the information, guys. We're Come out. Here I doing agree. Market I agree. Research.
3: Okay, we're doing market research. <laughs> we are out in the field. <laughs> creating conversations. We are trying to make and bring the best podcast possible to you people. We love you. We want to make this amazing and fun and dynamic every time. So yeah, subscribe, leave us reviews and help us grow.
1: Yes. Tell your friends, tell your grandma. Um we have a really interesting <laughs> episode today. This is a friend of of Erica's. Her name is Sarah Frazier. She has a really interesting like story, a very popular podcast. She has likened herself to the Jerry Springer of reality um but with a female voice and Let me just tell you, she's dynamic. Erica and I had lunch with her and immediate like energy stimulation. So I'm excited to get to know her a little bit better. But you know what time it is. KD, take it away. Get ready for the wind down. Victory!
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Erin, that was great. Never get told. You know (laughs) what time it
3: is. (laughs) So corny.
4: (laughs)
1: Emphasis
3: on the core. Oh my God. I love it. Wondering why we're all so energized is because Aaron, Erica, and myself just came back. We're we're still drunk. We just came back from a mom and daughter's lunch, uh, where we went through, we went through, I don't know how the conversation went from lubrication to, (laughs) um, to just the, the highs and lows of the emotions of mom, daughter dynamics but it was amazing. Um, I will go first since I started the conversation, my mom, Aaron said something about lubricating the conversation with wine, which is a very, you know, beautiful, you know, (laughs) it it was an amazing, I mean, who, who thinks of that? Let's lubricate the conversation with some wine. I'm in, I, of course I already had a glass in my hand and then my mom, uh, Erica's mom follows up. Oh no, I follow up. And I say, Oh, lubrication. I like that. Then my mom, my mother follows up and says, Oh yeah, I love lubrication. I love a nice lubricant with uh, (laughs) CBD. And that's how the conversation got started. I'm like, what is happening here? We don't, we have, we've had two sips of wine. Anyway, guys, we have a mom and daughter group that we called Viva Vino. Sadly, Sarah and her mom have not been able to partake for you know, obvious reason. Sarah's mom lives in, in Florida, Austin, Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. And, um, as you guys heard, she comes in and out of town and wasn't able to stay last week when she was here due to a COVID scare, but, um, it's just a really beautiful, um, I don't know. I just feel like we're so authentically ourselves every time we get together. And I'm really grateful for it. And Sarah, I think that when you and Linda do get to partake, you're going to feel the energy and you're not going to miss a beat. You'll just jump right in. So Aww, um, it was I really can't wait. Else. I'm now drinking coffee because I need to come down from my wine, uh, my wine high. It's super
1: healing. It's so amazing. Um, I can't wait to get the Linda's together because my mom's also named Linda. But my mom melts when she's around these other women that are beautiful women. And they're just so connected to their feminine. And it's emotional. It's so fun. It's like such a great time. I mean, honestly, it's really fun to watch my mom feel so loved by them. But I will tell you, I do have an issue. Linda refuses to figure out a GPS system. She just doesn't want to do anything other Waze. than a goddamn Thomas guide. Waze is the best.
3: W- She's Waze just with a like, Z, everybody. It's,
1: it's too much for her. And so mom, Linda, is like early. She If I tell her- she, doing it, she has a TomTom in her car still? I mean, if she could, sure. Like I have to literally write out- again? I have to write the directions out. <laughs> a left on Lankershim, or right on Ventura. I feel One like little... my
4: mom has maps in her car as well. Maybe it's a Linda thing. We
1: should do a poll. We should do a poll because honestly, it's getting old. So my mom's five minutes early, at least to, or you know, ten minutes early to everything. It's eleven forty. I'm late, and I'm like, "Where's Linda?" Oh, well, they didn't put the address, so she's just driving it around Ventura aimlessly because she refuses to use ways. And, you know, honestly, if I didn't shame her into stop writing checks at the grocery store, she'd still do it and hold up the line. Like she just refuses to do anything I with modern technology.
3: So endearing. MapQuest? <laughs> Remember how? Yes. yes. Oh, oh yeah, you I loved MapQuest. in car like, you know, what? <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> she will the hell not we do it. Thinking? I mean, yeah, we need yeah. to get Linda upgraded. That's crazy, but I, it is also endearing. Thank you
2: guys. Yeah. So I'm going to just piggyback on the mom thing, because to me, this group feeds the soul in like a different way that I've never thought it was possible uh, that I, my mom's only here for a short time. Uh, Zulai and Aaron's mom live here. You guys are so lucky to have your mom and your family that's here. Uh, so my mom, you know, they're snowbirds from Illinois and they're going to leave soon. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, today, what I felt with you guys, uh, it's just like an energy that I can't get just from friends or from family, like other, it's the way that our moms connected and the way that we are together. And Zulai called me Larita today and it like melted me inside. Like, so my mom, my middle name is Lara. Lara. Well, it's Larissa, it's Larissa, but my mom calls me Lara and Zulai called me Larita when she was talking to me and it like literally struck me and I, it's like in a way that I, I don't know, it was so intense for, Zulai, I I love you so much and I feel like the new friendship that we've recently obviously had because of this podcast, like I've connected with you, I don't know if it's Latina or whatever, but for you to say that to me, I, I literally felt like I, I, there was something so motherly and I felt like the little girl in me come out and it was so beautiful. And I'm like, how am I going to get this group before March, before my mom leaves? I want to like, I'm like, can we hang out like next weekend, maybe
3: the weekend after and We're doing empanadas. To- empanadas are next. For and sure. empan- on. Sarah, you yes, excited whether or not Linda is here. You have to come get some of these empanadas, girl. You have to just hang on um, us because it's so funny, it's so fun, but Erin's so busy. It's always
2: Aaron. E-Dog. Erin
4: Aaron stacks <laughs> her schedule. She stacks her schedule. She's told us. I'm a schedule statter. Statter. I to schedule. No, I would I would
1: clear class. the schedule for this. I just have a bachelorette end of March and a couple other things.
3: Um Erin did in fact stack her schedule today. <laughs> Tell it. You, you have had to tell a guitar story. lesson at 10 a.m. today, <laughs> which we had
2: lunch plans at 11 a.m. for like a week and a half. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I can't make it. I'm going to be 30 minutes late and me and Z are like, no, what? no, you're not even you telling the true story. So That's what ended story. up happening was Zulai goes, can you make,
1: we were trying to figure out a time that opened up, but also serves wine. Oh my God. This place is amazing. Sun Cafe <laughs> Organic in Studio City. Thank you guys so much for all the free drinks you sent us. We appreciate it. But it was so <laughs> funny because Zulai sent it. Okay. This is what ended up happening. How about this place? Cause all these other places either didn't have a reservation or they didn't open till afternoon and we needed to get in early. I book it for 11 a.m. And then I look at my schedule and I'm like, oh, fuck. I have a guitar lesson at 10. So then what I ended up doing was I just tried to brush it off and say, hey, guys, we said 1130. Right. And that was just so
2: up- like, you can't do that
3: with us, too. Like, hello. We I know, know that. what's up. I, called I, them out. I waited for the actual moment. I was like, listen, I was like, do you guys want to reschedule? Even though I was like, please don't let them reschedule because my mom was so excited. She was so was mine. To- yeah, no, it's fine, Aaron. We understand. We, are, we all understand. Before that,
1: I had therapy. So 9 a.m., 10 a.m. I mean, I'm running late to everything, guys. <laughs> and guy. I have to go I soon,
2: think. so yeah. we got to wrap. <laughs> <laughs> See? We barely fit in her schedule, but whatever. No way. Wow. <laughs>
1: There's her um, <our> numero
2: uno.
4: <laughs> all right. So basically, I have some uh, beef I want to clear with Douglas. He talked about this on Ramble On, He got busted for lying the other day. Um, Basically, he, you know, we have, he not only has an Apple watch, but he has this aura ring that tracks your like steps and sleeps and all this stuff. And um, I went to go get my hair done because we were doing this like newborn shoot. And it was the first time he's really like been alone with her. And so I'm like, oh, this is great. And I guess she was crying unless he was walking. So for two hours, he walked in the kitchen Like he wouldn't put her, he couldn't stop or put her down. So I get back and he goes, "I just did two miles in the kitchen." And he hands me his phone, which is open to his Aura ring, and he's like, "Look," and and so I'm like, "Oh my god, you did do two miles." And he's like, "So he hands me the baby, and then he runs because he's got to pee. He's had to pee for an hour, so he leaves. So his phone is like on this Aura app, and the way that anyone who has the app knows, but if you don't know, um, so it has your days like activity, but it has the grid on the very top of your week. And whenever you have high activity, it's white. So oh, that day you didn't have any high activity, but like uh, the day before, which I can see just on that page on the top, it was like all white. And I went, Oh my God, that's so much high activity. And then I realized, wait, I don't think he played pickleball yesterday. He was supposed to be at APM with Kevin um, all day. He left at like seven in the morning to go work on their, uh, live podcast all day. So then I'm like, Oh my God. So then I went back there and I go, um, Hey, did you play pickleball yesterday? And he says, no. And I said, Oh, you, did? and in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God, and maybe he's like cheating on me. Like this is like, he did something high activity. So then I said, <laughs> and I explained why I explained like, Oh, cause you have like all high activity yesterday. And so he was like, okay, yeah, I played so basically he felt bad because he does, I can't play pickleball and that I'm like stuck at home with the baby because we don't have any help during the day. So he just like pretends he's going to a meeting when he's really going to go play pickleball. So he felt bad. He got busted. He talked about it on Ramble On. So I thought I would just give my side of the story because as you know, Doug does a little Doug twist. That's the real story. If you listen to, to Ramble On. When I said, just tell me where you're going. I don't care where it is. I don't want to like second guess if you're lying that you're going here instead of there. Right.
1: When you're upset with him, do you call him Douglas?
4: I'm not upset with him, but no. Um I've never done that. No, I was just being funny when I called him Douglas. I like Douglas. That, People call I him Dougie the- Fresh.
3: I call him Dougie Fresh.
2: I love but that he has to lie about playing pickleball, though. I mean, like, would you would you really be upset, honestly, Sarah? No, I feel like but wouldn't.
4: I he said basically like what he said on Ramble On was he wishes he was going to a meeting, you know, because he wants to be working and he wants to be pitching the show. And that like when it's the weekday and he's like, hey, I'm gonna go play pickleball. He just like, doesn't want to have to say that all the time. Like instead he's like, oh, I'm gonna go work. <laughs> I don't know. And then I guess, cause he felt bad. Cause I mean, you guys all play pickleball and I can't play. And so he just didn't want to like rub it in my face. So he lied about it twice. Aww.
3: White lie. Is that what we're basically coming down? I mean, a lie I guess, a lie a lie.
4: yeah, no, it's a lie. Like, I don't know. I don't even like white lies. And cause I, like I said, I don't want to, I'm stuck here at home. I don't want to wonder, oh, he said he's going to go eat with Jim. Like, is he really doing that? Or is he going to Orange County to play pickleball? You know, like, I don't <laughs> know. I should, I should not have to wonder what, if what he's saying is true with my point.
2: Did he learn the
4: lesson? I don't know. Let you know if I find out any more high activity (laughs) that doesn't have an explanation.
1: (laughs) He seemed pretty. The episode, the ramble on episode, I think it was February 10th. It's a good listen. He he does the, the Doug twist and all of the above. But it is very funny how he talks about how he got in trouble.
4: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, he's he's funny funny dude. Uh let's get into the episode with Sarah who has some amazing advice for anyone out there who wants to start a podcast or has a podcast is wanting to figure out, "Hey, what can I do to get more listeners? We'll make this work?" Um has so much great advice, such high energy as Aaron said. So, she is a great interview. Stay tuned. All right, guys. Well,
1: We love her. We know her. She is tight with Erica Sedeno, Sarah Frazier of the Sarah Frazier show. I said that properly. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, We just did your podcast and took notes from how awesome you are as an interviewer and a host and all things. Um, but now it's your turn. Now it's, it's time to turn the table on you and ask you some of those hard hitting questions, but welcome to the show.
0: Welcome to the entertain her podcast. How are you doing today? Um, ladies, I'm amazing. You guys were so great on my show and I love being the, isn't it great being the guest? Like you don't have to do shit. You know what I mean? I hate being the host. I was like (laughs) reading about you guys. I was memorizing everything. Now I get to just have my name, right? You know, what, God, you know what's you know what's so funny? For,
3: Jesus. Thank you. As a way, host guys, Tara Fraser had the audacity to have me as a guest on her show and say, "And this is Zulai Hanel with all the perfection that I could ever need cuz my name just gets butchered." So again, thank you for that.
0: Well, Zulai, I'm I'm amazed
3: too, actually. <laughs> I'm to know. Usually never it, happens.
1: It's so funny because as a host, I actually hate being on the other side. I don't like being interviewed. I don't like getting thrown questions. I don't know what's going to come my way. Hence, probably some social awkwardness that may have happened in your show, (laughs) which we'll edit out. But um, I don't really like to be interviewed. I like the other way. I like to be in the
0: driver's seat, but I digress. I always overthink it I, now that you guys are podcast hosts and you have guests on after every interview I leave and I think, Oh my God, why didn't I ask them that? I should have asked them that that would have. Been. And so I, I always, it's like so much anxiety. Cause I love a great interview. I think we were talking about how Howard Stern, like Sarah, your, your significant other, he's a big fan. Like Howard is just such an amazing interviewer. And you're always like, how do I be that good? It's anyway, then I just beat myself up. So this way I'm like, I can't fuck it up. Right. I mean, you guys have to edit. It's not my problem.
2: We have so many questions for you. Obviously to me, you are like, honestly, the, the energy, when I met you, the energy that you have, I am obsessed with. I love, and your husband clearly is an amazing soccer coach that knows my little Jackson very well. So, and we share mommyhood together. I feel like I that's like, you know, KJ's the sweetest little boy ever. Um, but tell us a little bit about Your career, because I think that you are really the OG of podcasts. You're like the OG of podcasters. No, come on, you are. No, I,
0: no, it's true. It's true. I, my podcast, the Sarah Fraser Show, is seven years old. And when I started out seven years ago, I, my background is radio, so I got my name and following from moving to Washington DC after I graduated from college. And I actually wanted, I thought Aaron, like I wanted to be in television. So I got this kind of day internship at Fox five at the station there. And I went up to a news anchor and I said, Hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee and like ask you about the business? And so we did. And so I said, you know, I like, I want to do like all these ideas and I want to be a woman on the street. And he goes, I'm just going to stop you right here don't work for a news station. Okay. They're going to put you out on a murder beat. You're not going to be able to be funny. You need to go get a morning radio gig and then you could be kind of quirky. So I was like, okay. So I just went around to every radio station in DC. I would bring my resume I would like knock on doors I finally got hired in promotions I worked there for like a year I became an assistant producer anyway it took me about 2 or probably almost 3 years and a girlfriend of mine was working for iHeartRadio and there was a show called the Kane show and she said, Kane is looking for a co-host. So I sent my tape. I'm sure all of you all can relate relate to this, but the uh, program director like never got back to me. I think, I think he sent something like, Hey, I, I'll look over your stuff. So I don't know. I was just like, I have to get this fucking job. So I said to my <laughs> girlfriend, and I was like, I'm getting this job. I don't know why. Cause sometimes I don't always feel that way about jobs, but I just knew I was going to get this job. So I called my friend, Aaron. I said, I'm taking you out to lunch and I'm going to sit outside of this program director's office until he either has me arrested for stalking or I get like an audition. (laughs) And so I did. And he like interviewed me for 15 minutes. I got an audition. I was there for like seven years. And that's how people knew me from, from the show. And and from that, I actually now work for Fox five in DC still from Los Angeles. And then, you know, seven years ago, I had another radio job. I ended up leaving the Kane show. Kane, like it's a really tragic story, but Kane ended up dying of a drug overdose almost two years ago. He was, you know, I think he always had good intentions, but he was a narcissist and sociopath. And so like long before time's up, I basically worked in this incredibly toxic work environment where he would throw staplers at your head. Um, He would berate you in front of people. Our bosses would like, our bosses witnessed this. I mean, they knew like everybody, but he was the number one morning show and syndicated. We were syndicated on Sirius XM for years. So he was like a cash cow. So they basically were like, he secretly recorded me at one point. And, um, I went in to complain about his behavior and I said, I, he has secretly recorded me. And they basically said to me, well, you can't have it both ways. You can't be he telling. Was- yeah. He secretly recorded me. Okay. Well, this won't shock you guys, but I was talking shit about it, which was I was, I was like this asshole. And he would, when he would leave the studio to go to the bathroom, he would keep on a Vox recorder and he would record the conversations that I was having with our other co-hosts. Oh. I mean, it's, it's true. I was talking shit to him, but, um, but clearly he deserved it. I mean, it was like, (laughs) I mean, it was well-documented. He was seriously verbally abusive and, you know, I mean, everything. And, uh, they said, well, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't be on tape saying what you were saying and then want him to change. Um, so anyway, my lawyer got involved, blah, blah, blah. And so they finally said, okay, we'll let you out of your contract like six months early, but you know, you're, you you're not allowed to disparage cane or whatever. And then, so anyway, I, I, de- I left, I couldn't take it anymore. So that was like years of therapy of like working through. Cause I'd never worked in a normal, that was like my first serious job out of college. I'd never worked in a normal work environment. Like I just thought that people berated you like through trash cans at you. Like I didn't realize that you could work in a place where like you could have an, a disagreement with your coworkers. And then the next day, like it was, there was some sort of repair, like you were okay. I, I never had that. Like Kane would we would go in some days and he would be the nicest human being. The next day we would go in, he would do the show with his back to you, and he would only speak to you when you were on air. And that was it. So it was it was traumatic. And then at some point I just said, I can't keep doing radio. And I launched my own show seven years ago. So I am wow. an old G. <laughs> no, G. I can't but Damn it. That that is, story,
3: that is
1: a story. That is a story. I I can understand, especially as a woman. It's interesting. I'm in a group text with a bunch of NFL reporters. And a very powerful, I want to say it's a digital media company, and I don't remember specifically, it was her first job out of college or out of wherever she came from. And it wasn't until she got her second job that she was like, oh, wow, I've been abused until she experienced an actual safe, healthy talk, the culture, right? she, she realized, wow, I was involved. And and that's kind of been the story for a lot of women. Like I was talking about this yesterday, the 2018 Me Too movement, or was it 2017? I can't remember. You, you know, sometimes we tend to overcorrect and now we're like, we hate men in a way, but like, I understand all the women speaking up because we're fucking angry. We've been through a lot of toxic manipulation with men, like you said, sociopaths that were power hungry. And now there's this uproar of like, it's just not OK. So it, it's it's interesting, but it's it's quite fascinating because it is part of your story and it's brought you to who you are today. And when I hear your voice, you have an incredible way of projecting such strong personality, like you are a voice. And obviously, it's probably a lot of why you're so successful in media is because you have that ability to really like insert yourself in, in such a clear, you know, uh, elegant, cl- elo- eloquent way. Um But yeah, I mean, your story is fascinating. Your show, the Sarah Fraser show started six, seven years ago. What is it about? Because it's kind of like, when you mentioned it, your dream was to always be the female Jerry Springer. Can you elaborate on that a little bit, please?
0: Um. Yes. Well, okay. The first three years of my podcast, this is why I'm very excited for your show because I think you guys are onto something. But the first three years, I had no like niche. I didn't know what I was doing. I would talk like every day, every week was different. I mean, oh my God. I went, I went to, I like broadcasted from mosques. I did like all kinds. I was trying to find like what I wanted to do. I was like, am I going to be Oprah? Like, am I going to be Howard Stern? Like, what am I going to do? So I don't know. I guess I think just in doing a lot of personal work, I kind of realized I don't really fit in one box. Like I am a little Howard Stern meets Oprah. I love, I love, inspirational things. But I also, I've had a woman on that's married to a chandelier and like has sex with her chandelier. Like I love that kind of stuff. I, so I am, I am a little Jerry Springer. Like I'm fascinated when people live their life, you know, because we are all, we're all trying to like fit in in some way, you know? So when these people are outliers and they I've had a guy on that was a porn star here in LA for a long time and then became a pastor. It's, it's so amazing when people do these. <laughs> I love
3: this so much. From porn to pastor,
1: all, like that's a great book. The I would woman buy was that book.
3: married to a chandelier. I'm just so, I oh, so many questions.
0: She's a trip. I mean, she it's and she literally has sex with her chandelier. How the hell you have sex with a chandelier? I don't even,
2: <laughs> Wait, how do you meet, how do you meet these people? I do you say find them is, or, ouch, or do they find
0: you? Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> no, ouch. Big ouch. Um, a little bit it's of you both. Girl. Sometimes, you know, one of my, one of my most listened to podcast episodes was a mom, daughter, sugar babe situation out of Atlanta. The daughter was a sugar babe and the mom was her manager and she wanted to be on the show to talk about. And the mom was like basically her Kris Jenner, like met the sugar daddies, negotiated with them before, got her daughter cars, houses, trips, and the mom took a cut. And I'm like, and she she wanted to tell her story on the show. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, you're telling your story. I I love this. She was I feel like like your theme
4: is that your podcast is a jaw dropper. Like
0: everything you're saying, (laughs) I'm dropping my jaw. Like what?
4: Like that's your podcast.
0: (laughs) I've always been obsessed with talk shows and, and kind of trashy ones like Maury. I mean, I just always loved, I'm like, people will go on and see if they're the father of a kid. This is like amazing. I mean, so I do enjoy- and I love gossip. It's terrible. I know it's horrible, but I do. I just, I do. And, I, and now I've just accepted about myself. I know I never do it maliciously <laughs> to hurt anyone, but if people want to tell me their shit, like I'm like, oh, come sit down. Open up. Are, so, <laughs> so
4: everyone has a podcast. It seems like now, like Doug goes, Doug, my fiance has a pod, his two podcasts. He's always like, my gardener even has a podcast, which I'm sure he's being sarcastic, oh, okay. but oh no. Um. But do you have advice for people who want to start a podcast? Cause you have done it for seven years. Like what do they do?
0: Oh my God. Um, well, Erica and Aaron and I went to lunch. We talked about this. It it is really hard right now to have a podcast unless you have something so different that no one's ever heard. And I mean, you guys know this. You are in the entertainment business. I mean, it's it's a lot of the same shows, right? Just a different package. Like it's the same theme over and over. So it is very saturated, but I do think um, I, I 100% podcasts are the way of the future. I mean, if you look at, and podcasts are the new talk shows. I mean, if you look at the shows, whether it's Joe Rogan or call her daddy or any of these others, I mean, they're the ones getting interviews that are now being picked up by the New York post or yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you have a calling for it, you should jump in and do it. I, it's very hard to make money right now doing it for a lot of reasons. I mean, there's just so many shows. Um, I think people still aren't sure about, are we going to be in a recession? Are we not going to be in a recession? Um, but I, I think, you know, if you, if you want to do it, try it because people are, I mean, that is what people are listening to and gravitating towards.
2: When I'm you listen, to-
0: oh. when you listen to our
1: podcast, you know, you, cause you've been in it, you're the OG, you've been in it for so long. Like, what do you, you said you, you had mentioned we have something going on. Like what uniquely did you, did you like about our podcast? Cause you had mentioned you uh, listened to a, a few episodes when, cause you know, you're right. It's a, it's a congested industry. There's a lot of competition. What for you with our group, did you think there was
0: something unique or stood out to you? Well, I love that you. First of all, you have diversity in your show. I think that's really important. I I think that especially for women, I you all, you know, you guys Latino women, um, you know, and Z you're from Colombia. I mean, I have women of all different colors, you know, that are my friends, and I think it's important to have shows where you do see somebody that represents you in these shows. So I love that you have diversity. Two, I'm obsessed with the entertainment business, so I would. I even want you guys to lean into more. Is just you all have like made it in in a city that is so difficult in an industry that's so hard to do it. So I think you guys have friends that you can have come on and talk about the trials and tribulations. And this business is so. um. I don't know. It's so cutthroat. Like it's, it's cutthroat. It's not, but like you can be so high and then you can still have like your agent never call you back. It's the worst. It's like the worst (laughs) business and the best business all at the same time. So I think I am so drawn to that. I just feel like you guys have really, you've been through it and then you've also thrived and you have partners that are thriving. That's really unique.
3: I guess guess we're in it. We don't see it so much, but I guess we should expand a little more on our journey here or our journeys um, collectively and individually. That's a really good. Thank you for that. Thank you for telling us what you would like to see more of, because that's kind of something that we've been talking about internally with with our producer and just amongst ourselves, it's like, how do we create a more, even though the, the podcast is about entertainment, but we've kind of gone out and explored, you know, all the different topics. So that's just a
0: really good feedback. And I know that you're new to LA. How long have you been yes. here? I've only been here a year and that I would love to hear more. Like you guys had an episode, um, I think motherhood in Hollywood and, I, okay, this is just a critique, but you can tell me to shut the fuck up. The thing that I want about your podcast is I want you guys to get to the meat of like your topic, like immediately. And I know sometimes you do intros mm. about yourself, but I'm like, motherhood in Hollywood is different. I want you guys to tell me why, because I, I, I just I came that. from Virginia. Okay. Okay. I don't, you know, you should always take feedback. You guys all know this anyway, with whatever you take from it. But I'm like, I now I know you guys because I've listened to episodes, but now I'm like, I just want you to get to it because Mm. I love to hear what you all have to say, you know, about these topics that one of my favorite ones, Sarah, was your story of your agent and manager and the manager, like you worked with for 10 years, like fired you over email or some shit like that, like any woman in this country, even if they're not in entertainment can relate to having a friendship because at that Mm. point you guys are friends. Like doing you dirty, you know? So I you guys have such great stories. I almost just want you to like be like, hi, it's Erica, it's C it's Aaron, it's Sarah. By the way, motherhood in Hollywood, you know, like I, that's it. Like, I want you to get right to it. I love it.
2: I love that note. I not not so nice, not so eloquent. Let's just say how it is. Do it dirty.
0: So,
4: Sarah, coming from the East Coast, now that you're in LA, what has surprised you about this city or like what are some of your favorite things?
0: Oh, the earthquakes. I mean, we haven't so
4: even living. had any earthquakes in the year.
2: He did. She experienced her first one. She was dying.
0: She was like, I mean, want to have an
4: earthquake. That's just like a, oh, wake up. Sarah,
0: wake up. where are you living? Whereabouts in town? I'm over on the West side. Okay. Um, and I know that earthquake and then everything that's happened in Turkey. I have literally, I, I, we now have an earthquake kit. I'm, I'm freaking out about the earthquake. <laughs> Everyone really should am. have an
4: earthquake, earthquake kit in your car and in your house.
0: Oh, I don't, Okay, maybe hmm. you guys can help me with this because you know when I think about LA, I don't think LA is fake. I think there's a hustle here that I feel like I'm still learning. And I, when I say that, I mean like everything is here is like I'm oh, okay. So I'm you know I might be doing like IVF right and to have another baby because I have a, I have a baby, but I'm getting ready to fire my IVF guy because it's really like if you almost have to find things, you either are rich or then you're like nothing. You know what i got I got a girl for you. You do? Okay. So my IVF guy, we just did IUI. It failed. He would only communicate, his nurse would only communicate with me via the patient portal. And then they said, okay, if you want to speak to him on the phone for next steps, that'll be $330 for 20 minutes. And I'm like, no, we've just given you a fucking mortgage payment. You're going to call me for 15 minutes and talk to me without it's, there's just a hustle here that I don't think I'm yet up on, but would you guys describe it that way? I I appreciate that. I grew up in LA, right? And so
1: I find that really fascinating to get your take on how you perceive people and what has stood out to you in terms of like, how you're, cause you're, you know, you walk very confidently. You have great energy. I remember when I was at USC, I had rushed, I chose not to join a sorority. So then the rest of my fucking years at USC, not wearing like the goddamn num- numerals, Sarah and I joke about this, the Greek letters on my sweatshirt. I felt like a loser. I felt like I didn't belong. And it, there is a sense of that. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, click popularity status who you're friends with who you know the fucking car you drive the kind of house all of that there is an energy in LA that I've never lived elsewhere but I am curious to get your take on like someone who's probably noticed that energy now that you've been in LA for a year like what is that like like do you do you just immediately go oh you're kind of like one of those or how do you get a grasp on people
0: well I absolutely love Los Angeles because Los Angeles is a city where every single day someone's dream comes true. Like that's, that is the city like that. And I don't, Mm -hmm. I mean, people have feelings about New York. I love New York, but I don't think New York, I think LA is actually a better city (laughs) because I do think, I just feel like every single day, someone's dream comes true here in some capacity. And I think you can become anything you want here. It's amazing. I love, I absolutely love the people. There's so many creatives I think. And you know, it. I think it brings up for me, I'm from Maine originally and Mainers are like this towards outsiders. They're kind of always like a little bit willing to scam you until they know that you're like a like a Mainer or connected to a Mainer. And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like I, no problem. I got a guy, you know? So I feel like here there's just a level of maybe like sizing you up or like, do you have X, Y, or Z or something? And then, and not everybody. I just feel like I have to kind of learn that a little bit. There's just that vibe. I get.
2: I think it's half and half honestly. I think that there's some people that are just living to see who you are and what you what they get out of you, but then there's just some people that think like think that those are the people that are looking at you and trying to become friends with you too. You know what I mean? Like I think it's a it's a mix of both. Um, I also think it's a big city where sometimes you don't want to give your all to certain people because like, are you ever going to call me again? I almost feel like it's like a broken up girlfriend, right? Like a girlfriend that you meet on the first date. I, if I give so much time to you, are we going to ever talk again? That's yeah. how I it's feel a big personally city. when I go out. It's yes. a big
4: city, but a small what is this town, worth? big city, but small town. Hollywood is very small. Um, even though it's, it's very people. incestuous
3: narrative. I hate this fucking narrative that entertainers mostly, and that this town is full of these like shitty, ugly, inside ugly people. I, for first of all, I think that your that office that you're referring to sucks. I think that you should absolutely, uh, find an office that is going to take I mean, it's a very sensitive thing, like the, the the patient portal, like what are we talking about here? So I think that's a very um, singular situation. And I think you should run out of there and find someone who cares about your, for just cares about the fact that you're trying to have a baby and it's like you need a more personal you know, approach to that. So I get that. But I hate this narrative that the city is filled with, yes, while those people do exist, this is also the mecca of entertainment. So you're gonna see very wealthy people. You're going to see all those things, but I think mostly people here are friendly. Mostly people here are open to um, new friendships. It's just, I think it's also part of the geography of the city. Like it's very spread out as opposed to New York city where, you know, you can have a conversation with just about anybody at any point here. It's just a matter of The layout of the city, the infrastructure. So it just doesn't, it's just, it doesn't seem as friendly and as cohesive. But I think like once you're here for a while and you open yourself up, if you forget it, if you allow yourself to run with that narrative, you're going to find that. That's exactly what you're going to find.
1: No, I and think. I appreciate that, Z, because you've brought that up before. And I did an Instagram interview with a woman recently on my Insta, Erin Coscarelli. Um, but it's what you see in the world is truly a reflection of what you see in yourself. So if you're walking into rooms feeling insecure, I'm not good enough, I need to have this to be this. Then you're that's going to be reflected back to you. You're just going to feel that way about yourself. If you do the personal growth work and go like, I don't need to be all this. I don't. People will grab. It. That's magnetic. That's magnetism. Mag, mag, magnetism. And so I always say to people, L. A. Is what you make of it. You get to decide if you want to be around all these negative you know, uh, poachers who want to like vampire your fucking energy, or you can, you know, do some work on yourself and really figure out what motivates you. And then that becomes what's projected out in the world. If you're going to constantly see negative, guess what? You're going to, you're going to, it's going to be in you. So if you want to find abundance, you got to work on self first and then project that out. But and has that been your up, experience? Oh, sorry.
3: Can I just say one more thing before yeah. it leaves me, uh, to kind of, bundle with what you just said that it's all like all these and all these energies and all these attitudes stem from fear right when you find and you meet people who are really successful like the a-list people they're like the nicest like hey hi welcome to the party you know would you there's the bar as opposed to like a lot of people who are like trying and vying for a place and trying and and just wanting to be seen and those people because of their fear it manifests in this outward energy that you feel and you fucking remove yourself because you're like oh this is not the energy that i want to be in and that's it but it's it's exactly what you just said Aaron is that who and how you see the world it's what's going to be mirrored back to you and i think that goes for wherever you go there you are right i don't know who said that who said that i'm quoting somebody and i don't even
0: is it was that rumi who said that somebody smart say something <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I agree with that so much. And I have to say, I mean, my experience, our experience in LA, our first year has been like amazing. Like when we moved here, I think you all know this. Sometimes you make a change in your life and literally everything falls into place. And that was what LA was like. It was just like, everything was so easy in moving here. Like moving here was easy. Like, the act- like everything was on time. It was just so right. I think, I, I and you guys are absolutely correct this type of thing, like you're going to find people who run good businesses everywhere, who run bad businesses everywhere. I think it's just, yeah, like I I recently, and I don't know what it is. I've just run into like bad businesses. (laughs) I don't know what I'm putting out, but so I don't know. It's, that's just been my only critique. Well, you have five new
3: friends because we're here and we'd love to be your friend. And if you ever need any guidance or, I mean, you're You're a pretty popular girl. I'm just saying, if you should ever need anything from us, we're here for you, Sarah Fraser, because we just love you.
0: Well, or just lunch dates, or just dinner
3: dates.
0: (laughs) I need lunch dates, and I do. I need good recommendation. Like I think that's the hardest thing sometimes when you move to a city. It's like knowing people that have been here a while that can give you good referrals. Like that's kind of, I think a little bit of maybe something that's missing for Schman and me is like, who do we call for things like finding a good doctor? You know, that's like, those things have been tricky, but truly I love LA is amazing. Good.
3: We love having you here. It's a great city.
0: Oh my God. It is. And I, just the creative people. I, I, That's what I thrive on. Like I moved from Washington, D.C. It was a great city for me for a long time, but it's a very political town and people don't want to really be on television there. So being here around people who want to be in TV, who are always working on great projects, that is so inspiring and uplifting.
3: Well, thank you for that. I'm going to take that personally because I live in the world of rejection as we all do here. And <laughs> I needed that today. I've been rejected very much um, this week and last week and the week prior. So thank you, Sarah Fraser. I love saying your name. <laughs>
4: Thanks, and, and, and I'm just craving that rejection because I've had yes. no auditions to get rejected from because I had a baby. So <laughs> one day soon, I'll have some rejection See? again.
1: What a way to reframe. She just turned that negative into a positive and a I appreciate positive. that. Thanks and that's me, what this podcast, yeah is really all about like walk with us through our rejections through our wins you know I mean that to me is why I even choose to make the time that I make for this podcast is because I really find this collective group of women super electric and honestly I love the term you can sit with us I hated Mm -hmm. when I was young feeling not good enough for being a tomboy with like you know, short jeans that showed my socks and I had like wax sneakers on because I went to an all all, like a private Catholic church, Catholic school. So never could I wear like anything remotely cool because I had a uniform every day. So when it became like that random Friday where we got to wear a free day, I felt like such a weirdo kadirdo, and now it's <laughs> yeah. nice when you can be a weirdo kadirdo, and people are like, "Fuck yeah, bring the weird on!" <laughs> like we had a conversation the other day. I'm curious, get your take, and I know you need to run. Being socially awkward, like I can be socially awkward, and now I'm like loving it. Sometimes I'm like, "Hey guys, in this group." I had this most socially awkward moment and like everybody's like cheering me on. So it's nice to find your tribe that can support you through those awkward moments in your life.
0: Oh my God, I have so many too. Oh, I I'm mean, socially so awkward.
4: I don't think Wait, you are. Erin, you just visually made me remember that horrible feeling of you'd get your lunch in school and you'd turn around and you'd see everyone sitting down and you had that moment of, okay, where are my friends? Like you're trying to look for your friends and like look cool as you- Anyway, I just you brought me back to that. You can not get this.
1: <laughs> but you can. Um, I know Z needs to run. Um, shall we wrap this amazing episode? Because we want to be respectful of Sarah's time. You
3: guys have any last-minute questions or thoughts? I just wanted to say our amazing producer, Kira, uh, let me know that that saying, wherever you go, there you are, is by John Cabot Zinn. I'm saying that wrong for sure. And it's a mindfulness meditation in everyday life. That's the book. Yeah. Uh, mindful, uh, Mindfulness meditation in, every, in everyday life. So there's that for those of you listening that want to know where that came from, because it's a actually great saying for everywhere you go. If you're depressed, if you take that emotion with you, you can go to the beach, you can go to Paris. There you are, your depressed self. So you got to fix it. (laughs) You got to fix it at the root, wherever you are, because wherever you go, you're going to take those emotions with you.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, so true. And Sarah, will you tell listeners where can they find you? Where can they listen to you?
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, guys, if you want, if you have any more questions, I'm good on time. I know, I know, Z, you're you're jumping off, but um, the Sarah Fraser show. I put out new episodes seven days a week. You can find it on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, basically everywhere podcasts are played.
3: I'm running down your your Instagram, and where did Schman come from? Before I go, I need to know the Schman story. Well, you know, Schman
0: and I met sitting next to each other on an airplane, so- we were in Tampa, Florida. I was flying back to DC and I was sitting next to him and I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cute. And he had out all his weather apps, you know, Schman, Erica knows this. Schman is like hyper-organized and I don't know. He loves a spreadsheet. So anyway, he had like 18 (laughs) 18 weather apps open. He was like tracking. And there was like all these thunderstorms. They were saying, we're probably not going to get out of here. So we didn't get out of there. We had to deboard. And my girlfriend who worked on the radio was like, oh, he's cute. Let's invite him to the bar." I was. Already completely trashed. So I was like, do you want to come to the bar? <laughs> so we did. I was like, passed out at, you know, we were at Senior Frogs, like the trashiest place in Tampa. And we got back on the airplane and we all flew back to DC. I gave him my business card because I'd been on so many horrible dates. I cannot even tell you guys. I actually went out on a date with a mortgage um, guy that owned a mortgage company his brother was a professional clown who he'd given my phone number to and a week uh-huh. before the date, the professional clown brother called me and wanted to know if we, if we should pull a prank on Mark and make animal balloons at the restaurant. I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> no. not the like, family you're marrying into girl. <laughs> I mean, I, I was asked, you know, cause I was a radio personality. I then got asked on a date for a guy who goes, Oh, do you mind if we go to our work event, my work event, I'm having like a Christmas party. Do you mind? I'm like, no, we'll go. I go there. I'm on the VIP. I'm on the flyer as the VIP guest. So he asked me out on a date. So he didn't have to pay me a talent fee so I could come to his party and he could promote and use my image. (laughs) Oh, That's that's dirty. That is dirty. Conniving. What'd you do? Did you stay there?
3: Did you you do the nice girl thing and stay there? Or did you say, fuck off? I'm out. No, this is the nice girl thing
0: because guess what this, this Christmas party was on a boat on the Potomac river. You're talking about crazy getting in the vehicle. I got on a boat with a guy that I had met like an hour before and stayed there for like two hours on the, the trip. So by the time I met Schman, I was not giving out my phone number. I gave him a crumpled up coffee stained business card. And I thought if this man wants me, he'll email me. And anyway, he did. And then we were together. We've been together like 10 years.
3: Schman, oh Schman, Schman. I like it. Wow. I love it. Love It's cute. I was looking. I mean, I was surfing through the Instagram. I'm <laughs> following you now. Um, can you just tell us before you go a little bit more about your comedy? Do you do
0: stand up as well? Oh my God. I just started stand up this year. I've always wanted to do it. It was like a thing that's just always been aching at me to do. So I did this amazing, and by the way, for any of your listeners, because I bet a lot of your listeners are in LA. Um, I took this class with a guy named Jerry Katzman, who's amazing. He's kind of has this like cult comedy following unbelievable. If you've ever wanted to do stand-up, he's so good. And so, yeah, I've started doing it. I don't, I, you know, the thing with stand-up, you all know this with your craft, you have to really do it and do it regularly. And I'm sort of on this mission to have another baby and my podcast, I do seven days a week. So I just haven't been at it all the time, but it's something my mom always says to me, oh, don't worry. You'll still be funny at 45. I'm like, okay. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, you kind of are. I mean, you're not 45, you but you are there's, hilarious. There's and, also a class um, called Pretty Funny
4: Women. Have you heard of that one?
0: Yes, I almost mm-hmm. ended up signing. I feel like I had reached out to them too. And I I think their class was full. And then someone turned me on to Jerry. And Jer- but they, those are the two LA classes that people love. And they're, those women are awesome too. But what's great about Lisa who runs
4: uh, PFW is she's a booker at a few clubs around town. So she'll book you on her shows too. So it's, it's, and then you'll meet a whole community of females doing comedy. Cause you know, when you go to those open mics, it's all men talking yeah. about gross jokes that you don't want to hear. You got to sit for their five minute set. So it's great to have <laughs> a, have a group of females to go support you and join you on those mics.
0: Yes. I get to reach out to her there. Yeah. I love it. I love doing stand up. It's so much fun. The the idea of doing standup just I'm
1: literally gonna poop my pants right now, just thinking about how terrifying that stage is. But do it um for the sake of time, uh it was so awesome to have you on. I love your stories, you're such a great storyteller. Your voice is fucking amazing. Oh. And honestly, talking about LA, like your perspective on LA, how to do a better podcast. You can go from porn star to pastor in a lifetime, <laughs> and that's absolutely fascinating to me. So Oh Sarah, God. thank you so much for jumping on. We appreciate you. We got to have you on again. Like maybe we'll do more yeah. podcast episodes and then we can get you to kind of grade our our trajectory.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, I actually think that's a great idea.
0: You, will, you all <laughs> already have great gut instincts. You should always follow your gut because everybody has opinions. But I I really do love your podcast and I would listen to it regularly and I will. And I just think, yeah, like you guys have so much potential. You can just get right into it and you have great juicy stories in your lives. I need to hear more about Sarah and Charlie. Sheen. Like I I need to meet Charlie Sheen and hold me back from baking out with him. So there. <laughs> well, yeah, Sarah, year. thank Push you again. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you guys. Sarah Thanks, from Sarah. the You're Sarah Fraser fan. show.
1: We're going to be guests on her podcast where she details her love with Charlie Sheen um, <laughs> and her continued quest to try to make out with him.
0: We can we might be able to make that happen. We'll have to ask Schman if that's okay. But. Oh my God, please. Yes. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'll meet him at an IVF clinic and then yes, we can just make out randomly. Like, like he could be my IVF doctor. Yes, I'm obsessed.
1: Charlie, Legendary Charlie Shane. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap. Thank Sarah, you so thank much, you again. Man.
0: Thanks, ladies. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. Bye, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Thank you, Thank guys. you Sarah. Bye. You're hilarious.
3: Oh, my God. She's,
0: she's amazing.
2: The best.
3: I love a good New Yorker. I could see from just watching her listen to us individually that she's very she's she says what she says and she means what she says and she's got this high energy but she's also there's like a really beautiful soft deep listening side to her that i saw even through zoom so i loved her i'm going to be dming her i want to be her friend um and uh i i'm grateful that we were on her podcast she's amazing i just want to um close my part out and saying that in addition to what, what i just said about her it's recognizing the little girl in in your friends and in yourself, like what Erica was saying earlier about how I called her her nickname and how it touched like a very, like a very special core part of her. Let's not forget guys that we are all, we all have this little girl inside of us that's the, that desires to be seen, that's the desires to be acknowledged, that desires to be um, f- forgiven, that desires to be listened to, that desires to, you know, there's so many wounded Um, little parts of us that if we can recognize in somebody else, or we can just do it for ourselves, let's not forget that little, little girl, little boy um, inside of us. And I saw the little girl in her today also speaking when she would listen so intently to us. And I appreciate that. So thank you so much. That was beautiful, Z. She
2: actually texted me after too and mentioned how she wants to connect with us outside of obviously just the podcasting world. And I think, you know, she's new to LA. She just moved here a year ago. She really loved our energy. And she talked about the manifesting that she shared with Z. And I was like, we all believe and love the manifestation. And obviously Brianna Brown, cause you know, we've done her class. Maybe she could be invited to that lunch with us or something mm-hmm. fun like that. But, um, it would be fun to connect with her outside of the podcasting world.
4: Yes. yes. Brianna also reached out. She wants to do a checkup on us ladies. I myself am oh. shaking my boots. I have not been <laughs> doing my work, but we should do that. Um, but-
0: shaking.
4: <laughs> yeah it was the last time someone said that shaking in my boots <laughs> um but no she was she was great she had so much good advice so thank you erica for having us on oh there's your book zulai are you doing manifesting your mission i am yes Ooh, something
3: i can be proud of myself this year i'm so far i'm in january because i remember i told you guys i was going to start fresh in january and i did
4: oh. and i'm
3: now um yeah february great
4: I need to um, start doing that. Not that I have really any time to do anything, including shower or pee, but I will try to manifest my mission as well. Um, Again, (laughs) thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the podcast. And as Aaron opened the show saying, we need your reviews and love. If you can head over to iTunes, please drop us five stars and an amazing review. If you have any criticism for our show, We're open to hearing it, just not on there. Please don't do it on there. We have enough Doug haters on there. You can DM us if you have any notes for the show, ideas, things you want us to just talk about or discuss. We would love to hear from you. Um, And yeah, we are just trying to get our ratings up. We um, have something, you know, maybe brewing, but we just need a few more ratings for that to happen. So please help us out, help spread the word. And this has been an episode of Entertain Her. I am Sarah Sanderson. Erica Cedeno. Erin Coscarelli.
3: I'm Zulai Now, Have a great week.